What is today's Governor David Patterson? And one smart guy, one good friend. And uh, Governor uh, Patterson, uh, tell us, what's on your mind this week? Well, you know, John, I've been coming on your Sunday show, my best count is, for about nine years, off and on. And during that time, I think you would agree that I don't take every, every opportunity, as some do, to criticize former President Donald Trump. I actually thought when he was in office that his foreign policy was rather superb. And I thought also that his um, economic uh, policies were, uh, you know, really helped the country. And at the point that uh, he left office, oil was at about uh, $40 a a gallon. Not a gallon, but... uh, A barrel. A a barrel. Yeah, it was $50, $55 a barrel. It was around that. Yeah, and so, um, but I just felt uh, that, you know, he, he eviscerated the field in the Iowa caucuses. He handily won uh, his bid to be the nominee um, in New Hampshire. And after all that success, what does he do? He gets up and trashes Nikki Haley because she said she wasn't going to get out of the race. Now, let's just be fair here. Um, he never conceded that he lost the 2020 election, not that night or not for three and a half years. So I think that she has the right. But listen, in the projected polls right now for South Carolina, her home state where she was governor, is 61 percent for President Trump and 27 for Haley. So she is not any kind of a factor It'll come to her, and at a certain point, uh, she will get out of the race, and she will support him. But I just don't see any reason for that kind of acrimony. And and some of the criticisms and making up names about her I thought was actually vulgar. So with that in mind, I just wanted to put that on the record. And now let's get to the fact that there is an override attempt uh, by the New York City Council on the piece of legislation that requires that police document almost every activity that they engage in, including saying good afternoon to uh, to, to a tourist the public, yeah, or tourists, and um, and Mayor Adams is looking for two city council members to um, who voted for the bill to come back and vote with him. Uh, to prevent the override of his veto. And I think that that's going to be very difficult because uh, the Speaker of the City Council, Adrian Adams, has offered that in the survey that was taken, that 97 or 95 percent of the little one stops were uh, people of color, African-Americans and Hispanics. Now, um, That is an alarming uh, percentage. The crime statistics have shown that uh, African-Americans, men and women were the, you know, the the numbers for crime, committing crime are are higher in in those areas. But they never hit the numbers of the percentage of the stops at, at that level. So what I'm thinking is that, if the city council could be persuaded at this point 
that people who would be stopped, since it does appear that very few of them are winding up getting arrested, but they are being stopped, that perhaps there's a communication that could be handed to them right after the stop. What, what are you doing here? You know, Why are you doing what you're doing? That kind of thing. And by the way, if you have any problem with the way I've conducted this stop, uh, these are your options, like a card you could give them. Because otherwise, I think we're going to have a real problem if the police spend most of their time, as Mayor Adams is talking about, just uh, becoming administrators of paper rather than law enforcement officials protecting the public. I, I agree with you 110%. Uh, the, the police officers would be busy uh, doing paperwork while the criminals uh, get released and uh, out committing uh, uh, new crimes. I mean, it's just uh, silly to, to think about what goes on in our country. Uh, the, the other day, the mayor of uh, Chicago got up and said, all you people living in mansions and, and wherever, we, you should take migrants in. And uh, I was on uh, uh, one of the uh, news programs on, uh, uh, on television, and I said, well, I guess you better check with Mayor Adams. The last time we did that in New York, the migrant killed the occupants. Uh, that has happened. And also, if you document the amount of time it's going to take to write up these reports, it effectively reduces the number of police officers that are actually on the street because if a certain percentage of them are um, stopping people and then they have to write it up, what may happen is they may uh, be more careful who, who they stop and how often they do it. And that actually would be good. But to have a mandate to that effect is really micromanaging the police department at the street level, which I think is done, but it should be done by uh, uniformed officers and people who have law enforcement experience and not statistics. Agree 110 percent. And uh, uh, Mayor Adams has says he's re he has given the budget back uh, to uh, the police officers in the fire department and is holding back on the libraries, which is only like $20 million. I don't understand, uh, you know, uh, why he's holding back in the libraries. Uh, anything else on your mind? Well, that's kind of interesting because what happened really was, it happened with the state budget and the city budget. When the um, governor and mayor came to the, point of view of what they'd have to cut and what they could keep. And Mayor Adams was talking about uh, the cuts all the way back in October. The economy uh, nationally and even in New York has improved for the past couple of months. I see it as temporary, but if you're trying to pass a budget, you could project that forward and get a lot of people to um, support the fact that you were able to restore um, the number of officers to the police force and also money to libraries and after school programs and a lot of the things that were scheduled to be cut. But I think what happens when people um, and I've negotiated budgets is you negotiate with this positive feeling that you've underestimated the revenues. And as I had to tell um, colleagues in Albany, rarely do we ever underestimate the revenues. What happens is, is that, People 
overestimate the revenues and then wind up with deficits. And that's how we get into the financial problems that we well, have. It's, the other problem coming, the other problem coming that not, not everybody might not have heard of is the MTA has announced the last couple of days that they're going to, because ridership is down by 20%, they're going to raise the rates, the, you know, the, uh, the amount of the ride. Yeah, and that's going to really hurt a lot of people. It's going to add to uh, traffic. They, they, want, they, want to stay, they want to stay even with the, uh, with the congestion pricing. It will be con- congestion subway rides. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's the state of affairs uh, for, for Thank you. this week. Thank you, uh, Governor I Patterson. And I enjoy talking to you every uh, Sunday. And uh, God bless you. And uh, we'll catch up again soon. Take care. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno.